Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, okay. Welcome back to Talking Knicks. I'm one of your hosts, Big Baby David. I am joined by Kenny Poon, Greg Poon. We're going to talk about coaches getting interviewed, maybe, uh, the balls, Woj, the bubble, it stinks, some other rumors, some other Knicks stuff. And I just can't wait to talk Knicks. Yeah, welcome back to Talking Knicks, everybody. Hope you're all having a good weekend. I don't remember the last time we were on, if 4th of July happened. Since then, I hope that was a fun weekend and you had an extra day off of work. If we talked since then, um, then I still wish that weekend was good. Um, Greg, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I had a good weekend. I had a good 4th of July weekend. I uh, saw Kenny. I saw Jake. I thought you were going to be there, but you weren't. I saw Tom, actually. So I saw everybody except you. So maybe it yeah, wasn't that good after off. all. Mm, that's pretty good. That was also a full week ago, I guess. Have you been yeah, since? I guess I, I'm fine now. It was, I had good last weekend with that day off, and then I worked for a, a normal person week, and then I guess life is back to where it usually is. Plus, there's a pandemic outside, so I guess uh, I'm, I'm okay. That's, that's normal. You, you wouldn't know it if you watched the news. Yeah, nobody's states. talking about it. Yeah, Kenny? Um, I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, mentioned this a little pre-show, but I went to my first live sporting event in a long time. Uh, it was a polo match in, uh, Farmington, Connecticut, the Farmington Polo Grounds. Great time, if I'm being honest with you. Just, uh, the field's huge, so plenty of space to do your social distancing thing, and you just, like, pull up your car, like, open your trunk, sit down, have some beers, have some food, and just, like, watch a bunch of people on horses whacking a ball. So uh, you sound like you're from Connecticut. Yeah, I am. That's that's probably why, because I am, I am from Connecticut. What's that it, cost you? What's a polo match at Farmington? <clears throat> is that a personal question, BBD? Is it, do we talk finance? How much do you have in your savings account? My savings um, account or BBD oh, savings Three. account? Three. <laughs> <BBD laughs> what does a polo match cost? Let's start with that and end uh, with that. A polo match costs $12 a person. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. For live sports. You kidding me? I, uh, just BYOB. economy? I told, I told you guys I paid $18 a person for these Yankees tickets that will now never be used. So those are going to be worth a lot of money some days. Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. And uh, it, it was nice to be outside. It was a nice nice day outside. And, like, like, like I said, it's just – Nice to watch people whack a ball live in person. Sounds like a good gig. They do that every day, every weekend. What's the I, deal? I think it's an every, I think it's an every weekend thing. I uh, that was my first time ever going. I know I have some friends in the area who have gone before, and like it sounds like it's an every Saturday thing. Uh, I think at the same place. So if you live in Connecticut near that area, they have on Fridays a drive-in movie. So we might check that out for you know 
stuff to do, but highly recommend polo on a nice day. It's just a uh, just getting out, hanging out out on the grass and chilling, you know. Oh, that ain't bad. Let's, BBD, uh, how are, BBD, how are you? It's the most important. I'm well. Question. Thank you for asking. I uh, I didn't ask. I know. Um, <laughs> uh, my Fourth of July um, over a week ago was. Uh, interesting because I thought I was going to go to like my friend's house where I was going to be like, I don't know, four of us just hanging out in like his back porch or something, just, just chilling and talking. Uh, turned out it was like his parents were having this big, uh, this big gathering and like, I don't know, 50 people were there. Um, not very many masks being worn. If I'm being honest, not to get political, but I'm not sure all of them believe the virus is happening, all the attendants. So I was a little on edge after, but that's fine. Uh, well, doesn't, so far, I, I think we're good. I guess it's hard to tell. One of the, the, the main thing with the virus is you can kind of just not have symptoms. Mm, uh, and I live well. with my grandma. I don't know if the talking Nick's crowd knows that, so. Whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> <laughs> hope, you're, hope you're well. That sounded a little harsh. Yeah, no, I, I love her. She's great. Um, yeah, hope you and your grandma are doing well. Yeah. She's in the room next door. She can't hear. Um, like at yeah. all or just she can't hear you now? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, you got it. Um, but yeah, the Knicks. Um, the Knicks. I think... If we're going chronologically, I, I think the most recent or the first thing since whatever the last time we talked was that the NBA is like, I mean, is it like official they're doing a second bubble in Chicago? I don't even know. It seemed like they're going to make that happen if it's not like signed or whatever. Uh, but there's going to be a second bubble in Chicago for the eight teams that weren't included in the Orlando bubble. Uh, and it sounds like every other team is down, but the Knicks are the one team not interested um, they interviewed Jason Kidd instead of even showing up to the meeting. So I don't know uh, where you guys want to go with that, but Greg, yeah. just initial So they, they there. said that the Knicks were one of at least two teams that weren't interested, which, I mean, is that's the right stance to have. I don't think anyone is interested in watching that. I can't imagine these people are interested in playing basketball, a bunch of meaningless games with no – playoff ramifications at all um and then i mean just trying to incentivize them to play basketball really doesn't make any sense either because if you're like playing for lottery odds where you're if you're winning games you get better odds that that just defeats the entire purpose of the lotteries lottery where the worst teams get the better odds so i mean that that second bubble is just a bad idea in my head I, and I think I'm, in, I'm excuse me. I think I mentioned this on a previous pod, but the big thing that uh, people have talked about people missing out on in um, who aren't in the Orlando bubble is like team chemistry. And the Knicks have a lot of young players who it might benefit to play, but I agree. I think there's more downside to upside in playing there. Yeah, there for, is. for me, I, I, I agree. There's just so much, like as is for the main bubble. <laughs> you Okay. For the main bubble, there's already so many hurdles they had to jump through to set it up, and now they're trying to they're starting to try to execute it, and that's for games that matter. 
I don't see how you can really go through all that trouble again for games that don't matter at all. They don't matter. I get why like the other, some of those other teams might want to have games going on and like let their players spend time together as teammates or whatever, but uh The Cavs said that they they're not a important. Pandemic. They're not important. Like there's no records of them. <laughs> it, they it don't just doesn't matter, matter at all it's <laughs> this fine, <is> fine. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is fine yeah i mean that second bubble is just a bad idea and there's very much is a pandemic going on where it is starting to hit its stride in a lot of states florida set the record for most single day cases today yeah. i mean and that i think that was the number as i don't know when like the cutoff is for new cases in a day but that was like at noon on Sunday, as we're recording this, that yeah. the fifteen thousand number came out. Yeah. I, don't I don't know, know if it's like a noon to noon time or. Yeah, I don't know how they're they time to there. add to that, but. That's a good question. These are good questions. So. Yeah. And that's all in Florida, where the actual bubble is too. So that's bad. Yeah, that that's true. So people definitely shouldn't be leaving the bubble there. Like from a purely basketball perspective, like I don't even know how that how that would work for the Knicks. Like they have so many guys with like one year contracts, and then so yeah. many young guys. Like I don't I don't know what would happen. And they're also they're we're probably gonna get into this eventually, but they're talking about um, having a, a new coach in place probably by the end of the month. People are yeah, saying they're trying to make this higher in the next week or two. Yeah. So, so like, and we'll get more into that. Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying, it's but, just. They don't have enough of the young guys like in place that they know will be here for a long time for it to be worth them getting like a month together right now. And they have Under- so many guys who I would assume would opt out because either the Knicks are about to not pick up their team option or they're just about to hit free agency or they just don't want to get hurt or leave their families during a pandemic. And yeah. I just don't see how they're going to get like – enough players to play that it's worth it and maybe again a possible positive for the team is to the extent they do get a coach maybe that's something to get get a few games under your system under the new coach's system and see how that works but again like there's very much a pandemic going on like injury risk you're not playing for anything like it's a tough sell yeah, I don't think I don't think the new coach would be a coaching yet. But like, imagine if he, he was, and they went zero oh, and eight, and then it was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. start. Okay, I mean, and obviously they're they're very much set up to go zero oh, and eight if that scenario happened. Yeah, but we're I, talking about like, the Knicks. I feel like we'd kind of treat it like summer league, though. It's like, yeah, who cares though? Is, yeah. but I mean, maybe I, I not. wasn't sure what the yeah, what the impact on the lottery would be if it is you have to win to get like a good spot i really do think the knicks would do the worst of any team if they were trying (laughs) um especially having not been together like no matter like even best case scenario i just don't yeah because even them i mean in theory they were like middle of the pack in, in terms of the eight teams remaining but also like you said all of their good players are on one year contracts and so like they would either demand to have their contracts picked up like in a, I don't know if they could do that in handshake agreement or they would actually have to actually yeah, do it winky, winky. or they'd yeah or they'd opt out and it would just be the young people who are under contract which they're not that good yeah, yeah. 
Then to go along with what BBD said, if if you had to win in order to get a better pick, the Knicks would obviously lose. But if you had to lose to get a better pick, the Knicks would win. Yeah. yeah. If this was their chance to improve their their odds yeah. by losing. Whatever it uh, takes to improve your odds, the Knicks are would do the opposite. They're destined in this bubble. for the opposite. That's yeah. that's yeah, the New it, York Knicks law. So we're I think the three of us are in agreement that it's good that the Knicks at least seem to not be interested. We'll see how it ends up happening with that bubble. But the Knicks aren't interested as of right now, and they're moving forward with the coaching search. Guys are starting to get second interviews. Um, I think Tibbs got his second interview on Friday. I don't know if I have the exact days right, but just go with that. And I think It was recently, the last yeah, couple Yeah, it, it was end of last week. Um, and Mike Woodson, I think, technically had a second interview last week, too. I'm not sure if that were the, all the other coaches on that list. We w- went over the what, 11 candidates last episode, which I think was just me, Jake, and Tom, if I'm remembering. So Yeah, so neither Dream of team. us. So you there. guys didn't get to share your feelings on any of those guys, but basically I don't know which ones were weeded out in that process because I don't think they've really said. But I don't know. It seems like Tibbs is still the front runner. I mean, yeah, how many of those people were actually really candidates – so much as they were just names like the Knicks. Yeah. There are people they were just talking to and wanting to like learn a little bit about in general. Yeah. Like the, the Knicks weren't going to hire someone whose name I had never heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. But there was like multiple of those on the list. It was, it was a weird list. I think the, the guy who's under Steve Clifford in Orlando got another interview this week. He's like the one guy who I hadn't heard of that it seems like actually sort of has a chance, but I'm down. I'm down. So, I mean, did you guys, I have to give where I'm at and I'll, I'll kind of interrupting you, but, uh, I don't know where I'm at. I'll give the, the new front office or whatever benefit of the doubt that they're like, they did their due diligence, whoever they hire, if they hire, a guy I've not heard of, but I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I don't I'm, know. I'm in. I'm only. I guess I haven't done anything for of. me to not trust them yet. Not exactly a focused thought. Just I won't yell unless it's Jason Kidd or something. Like I said last episode. So did you guys hear or see what uh, what Rick, Rick Buecher said? Because I know I sent that around, and I know it's kind of been going around the Knicks Twitter sphere and and whatever. I remember you mentioning Rick Buecher said something, but if you want to give the yeah, the so summary. Um, again, Rick Buecher, who I haven't heard from in years, he used to be on on Sports Center at some point, or Baseball Tonight, or something like that. Sure, I think it'd be the basketball, not 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 like a, I think he's just like a correspondent. All right, yeah. So Baseball TV Tonight stuff. would be weird, um, but I uh, he. He was on um, WFAN, and he was just saying that basically um, what he's hearing, and again, don't know how reliable it is because I haven't heard from Rick Buecher in years, but he was basically saying that it's Tibbs' job to lose, uh, and he's expecting the Knicks within the next week or two to announce that Tibbs is the head coach. Um, Other people, I think might have been Ian Begley, said that uh, he's expecting a decision by the end of the month and also that Tibbs is the favorite. Um, but the other stuff that that Buker was saying that was was kind of interesting to me was that um, with the new regime uh, running the front office and everything, um, 
what they're doing is they're trying to interview as many people as possible and just pick their brains and like get an idea of how they would run the team and things like that, um, which like makes sense for the the front office to do. And also like, cause your first question would be, well, why would they give away kind of trade secrets like that? And the, his, his answer to that was basically, well, they might understand that they might not get the job this time, but like they might be in position if it doesn't go well with Tibbs, if they make a good impression this time to be the next head coach. So they're still in there trying to impress the front office and, and make those, those connections. And I think that's, you know, that sounds at least the way that Rick Buecher portrayed it to be a, a very good idea from the front office in terms of yeah. running things and seeing how to, how to move forward. Yeah. And I guess there was the, I forget who reported it. Like this was a while ago when like all these names first started coming out and it's, I think someone had said that, uh, they were also like interviewing to be an assistant coach on the Knicks. And a lot of them, for a lot of them, if they got like the associate head coach title, that is a promotion from where they are with their current organizations. So it kind of makes sense when you put it that way, but they also are all being framed as interviews for the head coaching job. And I don't know. And, but yeah, the more people you talk to, the more you learn and, and even going relationships and stuff. Yeah, and even going along with what you're saying, like to the extent that you know one of these coaching candidates takes that associate head coach job again, if it doesn't go well for the head coach, like easier for them to slip into that role, and it's just a, a potential you know future play for them. Yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be good or to have an another team. It'll be good to have an associate head coach rooting for the head coach's failure from the get go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what we that's what we need. I mean, the flip so, side is if it, if it yeah, the flip side is if it goes well, then they're a coach on a like on a good team that turned it around and it, it might also open opportunities. So yeah, either so way, it's a win-win for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then the other, the other thing is if down the road, someone else wants to interview them for head coaching down, they've already interviewed for head coaching jobs. They've, had, so they've mo- done more an of a, They have more of a candidate. Just practice. Yeah. yeah it gets their, much. gets their name out there. There were like a couple conspiracy theory things of, uh, Leon Rose just trying to get like CAA coaching clients on the list of <laughs> people who have interviewed, which isn't Love unbelievable because they are like long term. They do seem like they they're all guys who could become coaches. So like, it, I don't think that's like a dirty play. They they have experience in other organizations. It's good they're talking to them. I don't think any of us have a problem with that. Uh, it it kind of goes along with the philosophy. It's kind of the one tidbit we had gotten on. Walt Perrin's like drafting philosophy in Utah was that he would just interview and work out so many guys, um, even if he didn't think they were a fit for them at their current pick, either if they wanted to trade back into a later pick or if in a couple years they get waived by their team or something or just hit free agency um, or become available in a trade or whether it's primary or secondary part of the trade, then he's talked to them before and knows a little more about their personality. So maybe that's becoming more of a, now that he's with the Knicks, more of a, a organizational philosophy here to just talk to as many people as possible. So you kind of have a little bit of a book on, on everybody in the league. Yeah. And I don't know if it's blind optimism, um, which I have fallen for before, but that sounds like a good idea. Yeah. That's, it hasn't proved. Uh, it hasn't gone wrong for us yet. <laughs> this is exactly. It's going well so far. Knicks have lost zero games since they started 
doing it this way. So just keep on that trajectory. <laughs> and uh, I know you. I know you said that you weren't. Uh, you're not a Jason Kidd guy, but I. I don't know who said it. Said it, but Tibbs is the clear favorite. But someone said that you know the only other possibility really might be Jason Kidd. So yeah, the growing sense I think this week. Again, don't remember who reported it, but uh, so they're not getting credit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is a BBD said, original. Somebody said uh, that Jason Kidd looks like the biggest threat to Tibbs not yeah. getting the job right now. Um, that happens. I just, it, I just won't be happy. I don't know. And uh, I don't. Know. I don't suppose either of you are gonna sway me on on Kid right now. No, I, uh, <laughs> I I told you guys my philosophy on this, and I don't know if it was mentioned on the last pod, but I'll say it here: is like the Knicks have spent so much time trying to like convince big free agents to come there by hiring people to manage relationships, and that's what Fisdale was was someone. Like they hired him over Budenholzer uh, because they thought that he would be able to bring in a, a big free agent because, you know, guys like LeBron and Dwayne Wade liked him. And uh, then he came in here. He um, had a very bad relationship with, with Porzingis. Porzingis demanded a trade and left. And uh, he was a bad coach. And so I think, and this was my hot take for you guys, was I think that the best way to get good players to come is to hire a good coach and become a good team. And then those players want to go play for a good team in, you know, the biggest market in the world, hot take, but that's how I would build this team by starting with a good coach rather than someone who you think might potentially have relationships that could in a lottery, like lottery ticket situation, end you up with a a superstar that would immediately turn around the franchise. Yeah, sounds that like was, a good idea. Yeah, that 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 is basically what the issue is with hiring kid because it's clearly a, a pivot again, or not even a pivot, just sticking with the same thing the Knicks have always done, which is just like star chasing. And not that you shouldn't pursue stars, but hiring the coach like a year before the hiring kid is in theory a play for Giannis specifically. And I guess to a lesser extent, AD this summer, because he'll hit free agency and has worked with Kid this year. <clears throat> and um, it'd just be a bad look. But we said, yeah. I forget which of you said it in the chat, but Jason Kidd didn't get to keep his job coaching Giannis while he had it. Yeah. And, and, and now you're going to hire him with the idea that Giannis will come? Giannis got better the second Kid left. Huh. He became the MVP of yeah. the league. Exactly, and the the Bucks have been like one of the top records in the NBA since Kid Kid left. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like a strong selling point for him to go to for the Knicks to hire Kid with a goal of Giannis having that great relationship with him. Yeah, if, and that's like if that's Giannis like, says whenever he hits free agency that he wants that he'll only come if the Knicks hire Kid. Fine, hire Kid then, but. No need to do it now. You can yeah. fire Tibbs then and hire Kid if that is the situation. Yeah. And then all, uh, the Bucks just getting better when Kid left just goes along with Mark Jackson leaving the Warriors and them immediately winning the NBA championship. Dumb people will tell you he built the Warriors. I guess. Um, I, <laughs> I guess that's why they're dumb. 
Yeah. He, he was um, he was there while they were built. Post-ups for Clay. Um, there are great, and I, I know we've tweeted this before, and it's somewhere deep, deep in the, the Twitter timeline, but there is a great Reddit thread somewhere of all of the ridiculous things Mark Jackson did as head coach of the uh, Golden State Warriors. And that's why I would never want him as the coach of the Knicks. Yeah, I'm at a point where him or Kidd are the only people that if they hired him, it would make me, like, mad. So, That's anyone good. else, please? <laughs> I I just don't know enough about Kidd to be, like, that worked up about it. Like, I don't want him to be the get head coach based on the the whole him leaving the Bucks and them becoming significantly better. But at the same time, I don't know enough about him. Mark Jackson, I feel like I know enough about to be – firmly against that yeah. what about it that seems t- like he's out like did he even get i, I don't think he, they're getting second they're doing second interviews now I yeah i don't heard his name once so i also i think possibly part of the rick buecher interview maybe it was something else but they said basically um the knicks didn't interview mark jackson possibly out of respect to mark jackson because they knew they weren't going to hire him um because they they're pretty confident that they're going to hire tibbs um, so they didn't want to like waste his time. Instead, they're going to waste everyone else's time. I guess was was the the story that I heard. That sounds uh, like a like a very made up story on the spot. I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I could have butchered that story. So if that story is wrong, blame me and not no, whoever. I believe that's not Rick Buecher. I believe someone said that story. But I also believe that they just made it up. Yeah, no, it's quite possible. I guess I'd be okay if they brought Kidd on as the second guy. I mean, I said a year ago when the Lakers hired him as an assistant that uh, that that would be a bad move, and I guess it wasn't. I haven't heard like one story about him, good or bad, in the past year or so. Yeah, I mean, really, if he wants to come be the associate head coach, which I think would technically be a step up from his current job with the Lakers. Uh, I won't immediately be mad about it. If he finds a way to make me mad about it, sure. I'll be mad. But. Yeah, who cares who the assistant coaches are, really? Yeah. What's – and maybe I'm wrong, but what does – do the Lakers just have, like, 15, like, assistant and associate head coaches? It's. Uh, I think you only have one associate head coach, but I think they got a bunch of assistants. They might have, like, Ty Lu hanging out and Jason Kidd. Yeah. I think so maybe Tyler that's m- with the Clippers technically, but same shit. Maybe that's the next oh. play is they just hire all of these guys. You ever think of that? Uh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I've seen this what they're or do, that seems to be what they're doing with the front office. Yeah, I mean they gave like outside of the none of this affects the salary cap for players, so like they could just do whatever they want. Yeah. And and they just gave they gave Mar- or uh, Phil Jackson a ridiculous amount of money, so like, yeah, like they don't even care outside yep. of the the salary cap. Yeah, and that's the same with all the the head coaches that they pay to leave after two years. Yeah, yeah, I think they're are they are they still paying Hornacek and Fisher guess, and Fisher Fisdale? <laughs> I don't know how long their deals were, but I'm oh, imagining they're still paying mo- multiple of those. Yeah. I guess if Mike Miller's not brought back, will that technically be a firing and they're still going to pay his salary? He's, te- he's only making an assistant coach's wage, I guess. But Well, weird. Just <laughs> just weird. <laughs> weird times in Nick's land. And the world generally. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> I guess so. Um, should we change was, subjects? Levar yeah, I was going to say. I don't know what else. He's talking about how uh, he wants LaMelo to come to New York. I'm like, sure, man. I'm not a, I'm not a LaMelo guy. I don't know about I mean, you like, guys. I think I like him the best of the draft guys, but I, I haven't really thought about it yet. We're going to do, like, prospect deep dives in, like, a month or so, I think, is the plan. Season recap stuff in the month leading up to that. So, I don't know. By the time we do that, I'll have an opinion. But, sure, as of right now, LaMelo, I guess, would be my top choice. Cool, if you want to f- force your way here like you got Lonza to the Lakers somehow. Uh, just talk, just make speak it into existence. Lottery, I guess. And, yeah, we'll take him. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't really know how I feel about him either. Uh, I mean, I, I know that he's getting reported every week. He's a tall. He's tall, and he's technically a point guard. I don't. I don't know. It's tough because he's like went to wherever he went and played, and then he just like got injured and stopped playing. So I don't know where we're all based. I feel like we're just basing this off of his sophomore year of high school highlights. That's what That's, I'm going off. Yeah, of. but they were cool. <laughs> they were cool. <laughs> I'm, uh, I remember when he pulled up from half court at like the beginning of the game. That was cool. I was like, "Damn, I'm I'm kind of down." Um, I'm I and I talked to Tom about this on the Fourth of July when BBD blew us off to hang out with his fifty person party. Uh, but I'm not a not a Lamelo guy. Um, like again, like you guys, I haven't seen him play much in the last ever. But uh, all everything that I've seen is like. He's not a great shooter, and he has very poor effort and doesn't play defense at all, which are things that I don't like. Um, like I feel like in the modern NBA, you have to have some ability to shoot or at least project as someone who can learn how to shoot. Um, and I'm a I'm a defense guy, and I would like you know to see someone on the team uh, besides Frank Dotson and and Mitch playing defense. And if you're gonna if you're picking a guy that high, like I don't know. I I just want to see someone who at least who tries harder on the defensive end, if if not even just having defensive skill. Yeah, Lonzo's good at defense. Would be neat. Lonzo's, Lonzo's good defense at... is good. So I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess they're two different people, but I guess <laughs> we could just hope that he'd be similar to Lonzo. I can hope, but again, I mean, this is all based off of like stuff that I've read. So we'll see how the scouting reports shake out a little closer to the draft when people have, you know, better better information and potentially, I don't know if they're having combines or personal workouts or what's going to happen with that. But um, we'll see what happens. But I, I just want someone who can play defense and tries hard. Is that? Yeah, I, pre- I pretty much only uh, want Anthony Edwards. I think he's like the clear number one, and then there's. A drop off. So hopefully we get him, but I also don't know that he's the clear number one because I've only looked at his stats at Georgia, and I've learned that you can't just look at people's stats after thinking Julius <laughs> Randle was going to be a stud. Yeah, this we, is thought, true. we thought Randle would be good, and so I don't, like, so I don't know anything well. about basketball. Yeah, uh, we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Trash it. This one's trash. This one's garbage. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've joked with you guys, but uh, I'm like semi-serious at this point that I think I'm rooting for Killian Hayes, who's another French point guard. That'd be cool. 
That'd be tough. I think there's a Israeli guy who's been uh, balling recently. Yeah, I think they're like playing. So yeah, they're playing you know, in I, Israel. I saw somebody posted a live stream that was like, "Yeah, he's been want to watch a prospect." Here's one of them. He's been he's been knocked down from three since they came back. So could be a Any thing. Idea? Think about it. Yeah, maybe. Well, so, I mean, maybe maybe you just sold me on him. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not that tied to Killian Hayes. Like I, I'm a, I'm a fan of what I've heard about him. But maybe you just yeah, sold to, me on if this you had guy. To say that... a name you wanted, it'd be that one. Yeah. Right now. Right to ch- you have you reserve the right to change your mind at some. Yeah. Point. And I don't want to do too much of a deep dive because, like BBD said, we're gonna do that again yeah. at some point. Yeah, when we actually like try to know stuff about people so yeah <laughs> and um, i'm saying more than uh the bare minimum that i know about the guy but i i did see i don't know if it was his agent or someone else said that uh the the lamello report was false that his he only wanted to go to new york was false but i feel like that's just like something that your agent has to say yeah you have to say you're willing to go wherever right i don't know who cares <laughs> <laughs> It's the uh, right attitude. Yeah. Maybe let's so, move on to the good stuff. I'm going to change the subject now. Do it. Different Miller, BB right? told me this. Apparently Mark Berman said Leon Rose is down to bring Carmelo Anthony back next season. So, I mean, if the Knicks are just going to be the Knicks next season, we might as well bring Carmelo Anthony back. And just, I don't, I don't know that there's going to be progress there. I feel like he might also still want to try to win basketball games on another team. Like uh he could very well just stay on the Blazers. That would probably make more yeah. sense for him I basketball like, wise. Yeah, on, but, on the court that logically would be his best fit. Berman's report was uh the sense is Carmelo Anthony wants to finish his career in New York and he fell right on the Knicks radar the moment Rose accepted presidency. There is no bigger fan of Anthony on the planet than Leon Rose. So, who was his agent at CAA, I believe? So, so I guess sense. that doesn't mean he's coming this year, yeah, right? I mean, if you want to wait till he's one more year removed from his prime, sure. Yeah, but I'm saying like if the Knicks are going to be nasty two years from now, everyone knows next year's not the year. Two years from now, when they yeah. get Giannis, that's when they're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we'll get mellow because he also wants to win, like Greg said. So there True. you go. Like Done. when we, when we just have Anthony Davis and Frank next year, like we're just gonna be okay. We'll probably be like a four or five seed. But then when we add Giannis, the year after would be in title contention. No. So but, yeah, uh, <laughs> um, that's all um, exactly right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I think no. we all like mellow. In general, right? Like, yeah, we were all Team Mellow. I mean, there, I know there's Knicks fans out there who weren't Team Mellow, but we are Team Mellow. We liked them. Yeah. If I would rather watch Mellow than Julius Randle, like by far. I'm I'm a big Mellow if guy. I, have to I know. Pick one of them to like just ball hog right now. I, I would <laughs> rather watch Mellow right now. Yeah. In all yeah. honesty. Um. Yeah, I, mean, I think we're all down to bring Mellow back if he's like gonna keep doing the role player stuff that he's doing and I don't Portland. even care. Maybe even less of a role. Fine, whatever. I don't care. I don't uh, even just care like, if don't he wants to be coming here wanting to play thirty minutes and take twenty shots a night. I don't care and if like, he does fine. that. I don't care. It'll be more watchable, you know? 
That's true. I, I I guess I kind of don't care what happens next year at all. Yeah, I, next year's for, tough. <laughs> bad for the host of a Knicks podcast to say that, but but like there's for, nothing that could happen next year that would make me angry or upset one way or the other. So I so much would rather watch a a million mellow jab steps than one Julius Randle spin move. Is that <laughs> is that a hot take? Um, it probably is if you're, if you're, um, not us, but we're all, I think we all are fine with that. Uh, it'll be like being a kid again for me. Just mellow no. jab steps. For real, I love Mello. Uh, I would love to see him back on the next team. Um, not going to be good next year. So like, I, I would I'd like to see development. being somewhere that's trying next year. And if the year after he wants to come back is a vet off the bench cool yeah but yeah i'd I'd love to see the knicks develop some players and i don't know how Melo fits into that but like if if he's on the team i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate him because i i love Melo generally yeah i think teammates generally liked him the first time around and now he's like even more comfortable with the role he has to be in the nba probably i don't know maybe he's not but he's saying all the right things and doing all the right things in Portland, so whatever, cool. Yeah, but the thing is, Portland in Portland, he's clearly not the best player. Like, if he was on the Knicks, he might be the best player next year. Yeah, that, that's true. He might. He's he probably would be the best scorer just in his sleep. Yeah. Well, it'd be cool if he could teach RJ and, to a lesser extent, Knox some stuff. But I I, I think on this team, with assuming. The roster we all have in our heads is correct. I don't think he's going to be able to stop himself from taking 15 shots a night. Yeah. Even, even, no matter what he says. He won't Whatever. Stop himself. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? But I, I mean, kind of in the vein of what you were saying, though, like, I think the ideal situation that Knicks fans would love to see him in is what Vince Carter has been doing the last few years where he's just like, he, he likes playing basketball. So he's just signing on the teams. Like he's not ring chasing or anything. He's just like wants to play basketball. So he's been on a bad Hawks team this, this past season and just like out there having fun. Yeah. You know? The last couple of years with like Hawks and do you do a Kings year or something like, yeah, <clears throat> didn't ring chase, but just wanted to like be around young teams and, like make his mark and Melo can definitely do that if he comes yeah if he comes do some mentoring again. that'd be cool yeah do it fuck it it's a fun for so me so Woj is in trouble oh what um yeah so Woj um he the United he told, States government he told the senator in Missouri I believe uh he sent an email fuck you because you can't the say senator, that on the pod. shit um bleep that out yeah so backstory for those unaware the uh senator from missouri i believe could be making up that he's missouri but uh, yeah is what is missouri yeah don't know his name and i'm not looking it up but he emailed Woj, um saying like why can't the players wear like blue lives matter or whatever on their jerseys because in the restart they're allowed to put like causes or like little phrases uh, for social justice on the back of their jersey instead of their last names. And um, this guy asked him why can't they wear Blue Lives Matter or whatever. It, it, it wasn't an approved 
phrase or whatever that the league put out. And uh, Woj just responded, fuck you. Um, and it's pretty and funny. It's know. very funny. And, and, and uh, ESPN e- suspended him. ESPN said, that's not allowed. <laughs> and they suspended him. <laughs> and, uh, so, I mean, and I'm down, Woj. I'm, I'm happy you emailed that guy and said that, but... That's you're not allowed to do that. I think we all, yeah. we all know from your that. work email. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all everyone agrees that it was pretty funny, um, but like yeah, I mean, it's from your work email, dude. Like, I, and yeah, again, you can't the, say that. <laughs> the the top uh, the top comment uh, that I saw at least on Reddit was, uh, and thirty seconds later, the guy got the same email from Shams, which is hilarious, <laughs> but. But the thing is, like, the whole thing seemed to be a publicity stunt by that senator. And, like, yeah. he clearly think... didn't care about the slogans on the back of jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Um, and Just the thing is, douche. he had kind of a valid point with what he was, um, the point that he was making against the NBA. If he had just left out the, like, Blue Lives Matter thing and if he stuck to the Hong Kong thing, because he mentioned that, like, throughout the email, but mm. he focused it's on that. It's not part of the story. Yeah. Um, and, like, there is a lot of kind of contradiction in that uh, with with how things were treated with Hong Kong and uh, and Daryl Morey and now how they're treating this whole situation just because of, uh, you know, the money coming out of China. And, like, that's that's a thing, but that's There's not a, a part of the story at all. There's a conversation to be had. There, yeah, but. yeah. But that's not a part of the story at all because mm-hmm. I think the, the – um, the Blue Lives Matter or whatever it was that he was saying got got the bulk of the story. Oh, well. Yeah. I think, uh, oh, it's kind of weird because, I don't know, Woj doesn't need ESPN. I don't know what they exactly do for him. Like, <laughs> like text the people he normally texts to find out information and tweet. I mean, I, th- and, like, I think they just I, pay him more. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I guess that's it. Just not paying him the, right now. That's what he. That's what. That's what Woj needs them for. He doesn't need them to do his job. He needs them to pay him. Yeah, yeah. they like need I, him more than he needs them. And Yahoo replaced him with Sham. So, like, do they want both of them? Maybe. Maybe someone else will hire him. I don't know. Yeah. Someone will pay him. I think either someone will pay him. I think. Getting into weird like media stuff. His contract is up with ESPN, I think in a year. People are people are speculating he might just go like do his own thing because um, have John really have John thing. Boy send an email. I think this is our opportunity. Yeah, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we don't have enough money to pay him. But damn it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's well, just it never hurts to try. You don't know until you ask. Something could happen. I'll float it by him. He's he lives in my town, so. All right, ask him. Close personal friend. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I think the last thing we wanted to hit on, um, there were a lot of Devin Booker talks last week, as well as a funny report of if Damian Lillard wanted to <laughs> leave the Blazers, if Love he it. ever requested that trade, the Knicks would be his choice. So that was like two concurrent uh, reports going. 
that's uh i do love that story because like how does that even come up like <laughs> we he, he hasn't asked for a trade but so like the, he's just like i i like it here in portland but like if i ever wanted to leave yeah new york all he all he's ever said was he wants to stay forever and he's under contract and <laughs> he hasn't requested a trade or made it seem like he would but if he did Nick's if he place. ever were to go somewhere else Nick's. Which hey, need... that'd be cool. The more concrete rumor was the was the Booker one, which also doesn't seem to really be an option. And also, I I'm not even really in favor for because again, it's just similar to what I thought said about hiring kid. It's just the Knicks not having learned their lesson and just chasing after stars I, again. I feel yeah, and I feel like this has been. This isn't the first time Devin Booker to the Knicks has cropped up. Um, so I don't really know what the deal is there. Uh, but, like, I, I don't know. I think I agree with you that I just don't see what the Knicks play is there. Because, like, Devin Booker's a very nice player, but he's not going to turn around the franchise. It's not like the Suns were a great team with him last year. So I don't know where that gets us if they're going to they're gonna trade pieces for a guy that makes us – a little better, but not certainly not a a contender or anything like that. Suns made it into the restart, though. And that's what the Knicks should be shooting for: top twenty-two in the league. You, I mean, before you can be top sixteen, you got to be top twenty-two. One step at a time, you know. Yeah, we're gonna be in the bubble next year. We're gonna work our way up one one uh, <laughs> position a year until we're number one. So it's just what's that like? Twenty-six years. We'll be there. Honestly, I'd that's, take that deal. <laughs> that's quicker than the trajectory they're currently on, I think. Yeah, we're going um, backwards right now. I think. Uh, I think, even given that uh, the Suns have been bad kind of the whole time, Booker's been in the NBA. I think he does have like really strong on-off ball, on-off court numbers. Um, which isn't nothing. And I, and I saw something. This is uh, Nick's film school, I think. Like, either tweeted this or said it in their pod. But, like, whatever the Suns, like, main lineup is out of 100 or 90, like, uh, like five-man lineups that have spent more than 100 minutes together, they were, like, third and plus-minus or something. Which is surprising because the Suns record isn't that good but they had that hot start so i don't know but it's like but the booker Aiton, rubio two more guys lineup has been like very effective there and they're finally kind of starting to build something so i'm not sure why the suns would part it, from booker at this i mean point. but that's like when the knicks traded porzingis you were like i don't know why the knicks <laughs> would trade porzingis and then yeah they could do something stupid i guess <laughs> they did it so i also <laughs> I also feel like the Suns are like maybe maybe not the Suns maybe it's Suns fans but Suns they're stupid high on uh on Booker. Yeah, even like like I think I'm fairly high on Booker, but even as much as I like him, I don't like him as much as the Suns do. Yeah, and and I, I guess in theory it's even harder to get more stars to Phoenix than it is to New York apparently. So was he? They're not just parting with him. I, I, and I'm a, Another phrase I'm stealing from so many people, it's just, 
I don't know if you see a potential trade out there for a guy like Devin Booker, given how much the Suns like him. If you see a potential trade thrown out there that you're comfortable with, it's not nearly enough. Mm. So you're going to have to give up like pieces that hurt and and, sting to get them. So also something I would be concerned about from our perspective and maybe I'm making, yeah, maybe I'm making this up, but uh, wasn't Booker the third guy in the Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, like the desired team up of those three? And now the other two are in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, I remember that rumor happening that they wanted all three team up at some point. So if that's gonna so, happen, I assume it would happen in Minnesota and not. No, here. now we just hmm. now we're gonna get both Russell and Carl Anthony Towns, even though Russell's just signed the max and what's he there for another four years or because he was a sign and trade yeah. or yeah, he just yeah you think he has four more years after this one. No, he's got yeah. three more. So, you know, just be patient. Yeah, Three-year plan. Yeah, just be patient. Just be kind. There's moment of zen. Call it. Episode's over. It's over. Damn. Well, thank you guys for listening. This has been Talking Nicks. Um, are we done? I don't know. I'm, Is there anything else I'm, to talk about? You guys content? I, I, I sure hope so. I think it would have been <laughs> cool if that... When you said, if you want to trade for Booker, you're going to have to give up pieces that hurt. If I said, fine, they can have Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we should have just ended it there. Yeah, cut it. Yeah, right. BBD, cut that all together so it ends like that. And then it'll be like just the basketball season where it just ends. It just <laughs> ends. Yeah. It's and over. That's it. it Fade to black. Happened. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's it. That has been talking Knicks. The Suns, you can have Julius Randle. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Leave a five-star review. We have a new podcast logo and stuff, which I think means we might be allowed to sell merch soon, so I guess be on the lookout for that. Uh, until then, let's go Knicks. Let's take.